I'm the hardest rap artist and I'm the star to shit up for real. Get up and feel my words. I make curves spit up the script. That's all I've been hearing lately. Think it's lately. When I duct tape me and make me. They break down the wall when I roll. Too late for that 911 call. They can stay deep with a lot of Rest in peace to one of the goats gone too soon. Copyright be damned. We needed to do that for the late, great DMX. It's a What Up Dose Sports and Entertainment Podcast. Thank you all once again for joining us. It's me and Benny J. One final go round. You know how we do it. Four topics, two debates, one winner, one shot, one opportunity. (laughs) Mom Spaghetti. (laughs) All that jazz. All that jazz. Rest in peace to the great one, DMX. Great song. Great um, song. His Actually, it's the intro on It's Dark and Hell is Hot, his um, debut album um, in 1998 that went platinum. He released two albums. Two in platinum albums in uh, one year. It's Dark and Hell is Hot and also Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood. Which Benny J has, as I believe that's what, your top three Favorite albums of all time? Yes, without question. Um, he's in my top five, without question. DMX. Um, we know he had his demons. You know what I'm saying? Um, but at the very least, he gave his gift to the world. And I appreciate him for that. As do I. And he was a very religious man. Uh, so let's hope he's in. A good place. Baruch Hashem. Rest in peace, DMX. On to the sports world. It's going to be a great show for you guys because, I mean, it's it's me and you. We have great shows together. That Asian guy's still letting us do a show in, in the basement. Yeah. Um. Does he live here? Yeah, yeah. Is. is this his house? This is. All right. I've been. I've been getting. How was your week? Week has been. What? Week has been all right. Long but productive. Been getting a lot done at work. Other than that, man, you know. Asking for a raise. I'm gonna I'm gonna try. I need to make some money. Good for you, man. When when uh, when are we doing the deed? I think when one month comes to an end. I I think I think one month comes to an end that'll make the I think I'll be able to uh, what confidently put some numbers together and stuff like that. See if I can come up with some, some rays for your boy or I'm walking. No, I'm kidding. This is, I, I need the job. <laughs> well, yeah, same old, same old looking forward to these every week. Sports world debate. All right. Well, I could see Gabe's eyes. He's, um, high as hell today. What the I, hell? I, 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 could, I, could, I could tell. Okay, it's going to be one of those tell. It's one of those episodes today. What does that mean? All right, mean? I guess I'm going to have to be manning the ship oh, for, for this God's one. I thought sake. I could sit back. I was having a busy week, but... Um, you know, a lot of people's weeks are busy, Ben. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, this is, We're going to have a great show for you guys. I'm not high as hell. Uh, yeah, I could see it in your eyes. I'm not. Look, guys, here's the truth. Gabe smokes every 
day. Okay, so we're and just, he can handle it. So we're just putting. What are we doing here? Transparency <laughs> on a podcast is necessary. You need to be able to relate to your fans. Of course, I want to relate to my yeah. fans. Let's get behind the curtain and let's understand. <laughs> oh, who behind Gabe the music. Is. Yes, it's behind the music. You we got to understand who the hosts are to connect with them. The, okay, or else you're not going to be able to tune in each week. That's so, true. It's true. Like I said, Gabe. He is a um, fan of the ganja. It's nice. And uh, usually, it doesn't phase him. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I believe he is a wake and bake individual. Oh, uh, a little. A little bit. Okay. A, a little. When and, I, when and, on work days, a and little. And let's just say he has an extremely high tolerance. A little bit. A, a little bit. Um, and it doesn't phase him. But Not sometimes, a- <laughs> Gabe can get a little extra bake. You know what I'm saying? Like a lazed baked potato chip and come into the office and I said, oh, it's one of these kind of episodes. Like a vault. And he still could talk. He's still Gabe. He still has the gift of Gab. But it's a little bit laid back. He's, he, he sounds a little tired. He's not as motivated. The takes aren't as poignant. <laughs> They're going to be just as poignant. I ate sloppy Joes. I'm a little lethargic right now. Okay, This, this was an after work bowl. No, must have it must have been a tough shift. If it makes you feel any better, Ben, okay, it was on the way here. I needed a little extra oh, mojo today. Oh my god! Okay. okay, I needed a little extra mojo because okay. if I come in like ah, like I do with Marcus, I'm just gonna interrupt you. I don't want to okay. interrupt you. I want to be able to sit down and let my ADD go. Let him talk. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now, do you see? I appreciate my that. My mother listens. My mother listens. This are gonna be like, oh my. All right, God. we'll cut it out. I'm we'll cut it out. You. Okay. What up? <laughs> Welcome to episode twenty-five. We got a great show for you guys. You're really resetting. Yeah. Well, we'll re reset it. Stop it. Go on with the topics. Anyways, <laughs> um, the draft is two weeks away, guys. Two weeks from tomorrow. By the time you listen to this, it will be tomorrow. And uh, yeah, we're gonna talk NFL. Suck, is king. suck my guinea member if you have a problem with it. <laughs> because came in with some heat. to me, the NFL draft is the most exciting, I would argue, 30 minutes of sports that airs annually on television. Any event where experts, quote unquote, still have no, it's like March Madness. Yeah. No one knows what's going to happen or who's doing what. Yeah. And it's awesome. It's yeah. unpredictable. That's what makes it amazing. If you gave me a choice between the NFL draft, the MLB home run derby, the slam dunk contest, or the Pro Bowl, it's the NFL it's, draft. Yeah. Every yeah. time. Every time. I'd say every, every time. time. Yeah. Because what? Slam dunk contest is good every 15 years? Yeah. <laughs> they've, they've ruined it with the rules. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started with the All-Star game. The All-Star game, yeah. It was great once because everyone was Home run derby, I could give a damn. Uh, and uh, you could have a kid with Tourette's in there. I wouldn't care. Um, and NHL All-Star. No, no. Give me, give me. And I might argue it might be better than some Super Bowls. But some of them. I digress. All right. So we were having a couple topics. We were debating, like, what we were going to talk about. Um... Marcus, unfortunately, um, dipped out on us. He's busy with work and everything like that, Mr. Businessman. Um, So we will talk about the wide receiver class this draft. Yes. And how the Lions can get involved with it and whether, as a Lions fan, you're on board. 
So well, it's becoming more and more of a reality yeah. day by day. I don't see any other players at any other position being mocked to the Lions. It is either the two we're going to talk about, Waddle, or yeah, it's either Chase Smith, Waddle. Yeah, I I just don't see defense happening. The only person I've seen defense is uh, Bucky Brooks yeah. on Colin Coward's show. He said uh, Micah Parsons, which Gabe and I would have erections bigger than the Oh, Oscars my Iowa goodness gracious. If, uh, we saw that. I would be jumping through the roof. Oh, my God. I'd be going ballistic. But we'll see. Can you bet on draft picks? Is there a way to – are there plus minuses for picks? I guarantee there is. We should bet. Um, oh, my God. If there is, I'm – I'm I'm there like I'm there like but baby. Let's here. let's have a little debate. Uh this was supposed to be with Marcus, but it's gonna be between Gabe and I. Adaptation, now. ladies and gentlemen. Adaptation is a word for the week. Jamar Chase versus Devontae Smith. Who's better? The case for Jamar Chase. It makes sense why Chase is one of the more popular contenders for the wide receiver one title this draft. He's the ultimate alpha receiver. As his 2019 season show, during LSU's championship campaign at just 19 years old, Chase amassed 84 receptions, which is a lot in college, for 1,720 yards and 20 touchdowns. In fuego! He also put up 221 yards in the championship game against Clemson. This was 2019. Statistically, he was dominant, and it wasn't a coincidence. Chase is a solid in a number of areas, including his route running, physicality against press coverage, and run-after-catch ability. Nevertheless... The foundational aspect of Chase's game is at the catch point. There he has some of the best pure instincts for catching the football that you'll find in a prospect. He's an elite vertical athlete, and he's excellent at timing his elevation. He's able to contort for passes and wrench them away from defenders. In addition, he brings an intimidating attitude to those one-on-one situations. Chase's ability to convert so consistently at the catch point is what gives him a reputation as one of the safest receivers in the draft, yet he's not totally reliant on his contested catch ability either. On top of this, Chase is no slouch when it comes to speed. Although he's not elite in terms of looseness, his density and toughness allow him to earn yards after the catch. I believe he ran a 438. 436, 438, something like that, yeah. We got Jamar Chase. Now let's look at Devontae Smith Mm. and his case for wide receiver one in this year's draft. Make no mistake, Chase is as good as advertised. However, as he set out in the 2020 season, other wide receivers surged towards his position. One of those wide receivers was Alabama's Devontae Smith. Smith also broke the 1,000-yard mark in 2019, catching passes from the eventual top five pick to a Tungabaloa. However, Smith was overshadowed by Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy before he came back in 2020 to be one of the top targets for Mac Jones. Smith followed Chase's example in 2020, amassing 117 catches, 1,856 yards, and 23 touchdowns. Ridiculous video game numbers. Yeah. On his way to winning the Heisman Trophy, Smith isn't nearly the imposing physical specimen as Chase is. And that's a big point we'll touch on. At the Senior Bowl, he measured in at 6'1", 175 pounds. The same exact height and weight as your handsome host. However, Smith, like Chase, was consistent in effortless displays of discretion and nuance. Uh, where Chase lacked elite sharpness as a run- runner, Smith provided crisp routes and effortless displays. 
Smith's also put to use near infallible hands while showcasing underrated athleticism. So, the question is, whether you're a Lions fan, whether you're a Miami Dolphins fan, whether you're a Falcons fan, whether you're a... Who's there? Uh, nah, the, the Broncos are going to Panthers? Choose. Panthers fan. Mm-hmm. Or any of those looking for a wide receiver. Who do you think is better? Who do you want? One player. And a lot of people are going to be like, who gives a crap? Mm-hmm. Let's cut the crap. One player will have a better NFL co- career, whether you like it or That's not. That's just how it works. And to be honest with you, one will probably have an underwhelming career, uh, you know, in terms of where they are b- going to be drafted. Because these both of these individuals have been mocked in the top 10 millions of times. Oh, yeah. Ad nauseum. So who is it? Who is, if you're the GM for the Lions, right? If you're the GM for the Panthers, if you're the GM for anybody looking for a receiver in that top 10, who's it going to be? Maybe the Bengals mm. without AJ Green now, right? So, what, who is the can miss pick? Gabriel. Ah, uh, well, so I'm looking over this. And both put a ridiculous number. I mean, 117 catches in college is Unreal. like that. Doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, it really doesn't make and sense. And I thought Devontae only had 1600 yards. I didn't know he had 1800. Yeah, no, it's 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 ridiculous. ridiculous. Uh, but then I go back to Jamar Chase. So he put up 84 receptions, 1720. You know who was right next to him? Justin Jefferson. Are you telling? So wait a second. Wait. The second best receiver on that on that roster, per se, I mean, just based on, he would have to come into the league and put up what Justin Jefferson did uh, yeah. in, in the NFL, which I don't see a reason why he couldn't. Out of curiosity, can you find out what Justin Jefferson put up in, in college in his, scene, in his last year there? Yes, I can. Just out of curiosity. But because when you look at these numbers, I mean, you see what Smith did amongst two NFL wide receivers. And, I mean, he crossed 1,000 yards, but it didn't look like he did anything spectacular. Justin Je- oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Justice Jefferson put up 111 receptions for 1,540 yards Ooh. and 18 touchdowns. Are you kidding me? This kid put up better numbers. He had less catches, more yards, and more touchdowns. Unreal. That's unbelievable. I think that says everything I need to say right there. I think Chase, I think the only thing you can go with Smith, I think he has the best pure hands. I don't believe it's being talked about enough. Smith and his ability just to catch the football. I will say, do you know what? We don't We don't see it. I, I don't believe, I, you haven't said anything, but I don't believe you're, in the Devonte Smith camp, do you know what his ceiling might be? What we're not might not be seeing. It could be something of like a Marvin Harrison. I'm not saying to that extent, but someone and who's not have- that fast, not that athletic, nothing like that, but is just hands won't drop a ball. I think that's maybe what people are seeing in this Devonte. Thinner. Yeah, maybe that's what he can adapt and, to. And people have been comparing him to Ocho Cinco, right? Which I mean, shoot, if you get wouldn't you want Chad that's Johnson on your squad? That's borderline Hall of Fame. I'm like, I wouldn't be too mad at that. 
Uh, I would argue Chad Johnson had better footwork. Yeah, but Chad Johnson Quicker had footwork. yeah, but he had elite. special elite top level footwork, like yeah. insanity footwork. Uh, did you, did you ever hear the story about how he would call Marvin Lewis and Hugh Jackson at like three o'clock in the morning? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> coach, coach, I'm open. And then hang up the phone. <laughs> That's the most Chad Johnson thing ever. Uh, but I would still go Jamar. He, he checks off all the boxes. Does Jamar six, three, four, three speed. The numbers are there. The athleticism is there. He's tough. He's big, physical. He checks up. What? He doesn't check off the box? They're saying six feet. For Jamar Chase? For Jamar Chase. Check again there, brother. Hold on a minute. ESPN, six foot 208. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The last one I saw said six, three. What the heck? Hold on a second. This is his pro day measurements. Six foot three eighths inch. Six foot and three. Maybe that's that's what it was. Oh Six man, what a what a dyslexic and moment. And three eighths inch, two oh one hand size nine and five eighths. Forty yard dash was four point three eight. Four three eight with a vertical jump of forty one inches. Okay, sounds uh. So we're talking Odell Beckham. Yeah. Sounds sounds Odell Beckham-y. Six feet, though. I didn't... Huh. I thought... Uh, that dyslexic moment. Six feet, three-eighths. I saw it. It was six-three. I didn't even notice the eight. Uh, so, actually, Devonta Smith is slightly taller. Slightly taller at six-one. I would still go with, with Jamar Chase just based on just, just body-wise. I mean, and you also you turn on the film... And he has those twitchy muscles. He's got that yard after the catch. I just don't know if Smith's body can hang in the NFL. And like a many times, I know it's a cliche, but a lot of times, I mean, that's one of the stigmas that is true. You look at so many players who came into the league thin or just like those elusive guys. It doesn't work like that. You need to be bulky. You need the NFL Listen, the NFL is where the greatest athletes in the world perform. You don't see anyone who can... You need to run fast. You need to be big. You need to be strong. You need to be physical. You remember Christian McCaffrey coming out of school? He was only like 200 pounds. Yeah. And, and people got huge. And, people, and he was getting... His shoulder was messed up. What did he do? Packed on like 15, 20 pounds of muscle. What did he do after that? Oh, only had I believed the most yards from scrimmage in NFL history or like a top three season, something like that. That is that is running back compared to wide receiver. I'm just You're saying that. different positions. I'm just saying that it. it's an example. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm sure you can look at it from wide receiver spectrum as well. But I would go with Chase. I think you look up the numbers he put up in an NFL with an NFL quarterback, another NFL wide receiver next to him. Uh, the, the Randy Moss's son was the tight end. And you see the numbers he put up. He led the team in yards and touchdown receptions. Devontae Smith with NFL talent kind of faded away into being that slot receiver guy, which I believe is what his future truly will be in the league. I think he's going to be a poor man's Michael Thomas. Somewhere. Okay. Yeah, that's what I believe. Jamar Chase can be Odell Beckham without the injuries. Maybe not the, the, as good with the hands, but he could be that ceiling. Well, I would say 
uh, Odell Beckham was on pace for being top five all time pre-injury. That is true. So I, did you're for, I did forget he put up like 1,700 you, crazy yeah. yards. Yeah. So are you okay, saying maybe, Hall of Fame? I'm not saying that. I am saying, though, I am very much in his camp. And if the Lions had to pick a wide receiver in the first round, this is the this is the only offensive option I would be okay with. I would not love really? it. I would not love it. I would not love it. You can make arguments for several picks better than this. And also, depending who's on the board, I might not love it. But let's say some crazy... Benny, let's say some crazy turn of events happen. Kyle Pitts, gone. Micah Parsons, out of there. Maybe somebody believes in him early. You get, you know, no quarterbacks on the board. No one can trade back. I would be decently okay with this, given the perfect storm circumstance. What about Waddle? No. Blazing speed. Blazing speed, speed, but not not in the top ten. Crackhead speed. He does have crackhead speed. It really is ridiculous. But, like, in college, you see so many fast players. And, I mean, like. I was baiting you. Yeah. yeah, You see so many fast (laughs) players. I mean, like, but now that. John Ross. Exactly. But uh, Tavon Austin. Tavon Austin. uh, But now that you see, you know. The cheetah, freaking Tyreek Hill. Now everyone. Here's the thing about Tyreek Hill. He has amazing vertical ability, and he's big. He actually runs excellent routes. Yeah, he's not only fast, fast, but he's quick. He's quick. Thank you. Quick twitch. Quick twitch. And he's not a small. He's only like five ten, but he's but he's got muscle on. He's like two ten. He's a big boy. Most of those guys, broken ankle, ba ba ba. You know, injury, injury, twigs. Twi- twigs exactly but Tyreek Hill is just a different animal right yeah yeah but no I wouldn't be happy with Waddle I'd be decently okay with Chase but you know I'm in the Micah Parsons or and Bus camp. Mr. Kyle Pitts who is a wide receiver let's what? cut the crap yeah let's cut the crap he's a wide he's, receiver he's 10 pounds literally he's 10 pounds heavier than what Calvin Johnson was Calvin was 235 yeah this guy's 245 yeah he's not a tight end Okay, he's yeah, not a freaking he's, he's tight, not end. A tight end. Okay, t- 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 uh, Hawkinson, who's at two fifty five, two sixty. Yeah, that's a tight end. This guy's not going to block any edge rushers. That's what I was saying. Okay, Khal- are you going to put him on Khalil first Mack now? twice a year? Yeah. Khalil Mack twice a year is going so, to eat that kid alive. He's never seen a, a monster like. Let that. Let me ask you this: You get a guarantee from Brad Holmes that Kyle Pitts is lining up outside every time. Here is the thing. At a wide receiver. I, six six. Possibly Calvin 2.0. We haven't seen a an offense that can utilize two tight ends on since the Patriots with the murderer yes. and, and and Gronk. And since then everyone has kind of been trying to do that. Yeah. I will say if that does happen, it would be it would be something to really be like, holy crap. I mean, you have a third-year tight end and a what they say the best tight end prospect they've seen in years next to one another. It would be something to really kind of be like, oh, my goodness, what are we doing here? But at the same time, it could also be just a crap experiment that may not turn into anything. 
it's just such I, a I dice just, roll. I just don't think it would turn out to what you would want it yeah, to be. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. they're both getting great yardage. Yeah. And they're both on the field at the same time. Right. I don't think Anthony Lynn or Dan Campbell have the coaching acumen to completely revamp the playbook right. and make it a two tight end dominant. Moreover, that's that's a lot of pressure on Mr. Jared. Correct. Goff. And also there, this isn't a vertical offense we're moving to. They they want to do your classic yeah. uh you know uh uh bite off kneecaps yeah. bite three, off knee three, caps, yards, three yards and a cloud of dust. Thank you. That's what I was trying to think. Yeah, we're going to be running the ball a lot. Yeah. There's going to be a lot more short uh if you look at who our wide receivers are, they're short guys who are yeah. speedy. We're looking for speedy wide receivers and big bulky tight ends who can block. I don't see it working out. You know me. I'm on the Micah Parsons camp. Uh, we did talk uh, recently. I saw one where we mocked Panay Sewell, and that would be... Wouldn't be mad at that at all? At all. That would be... Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't, wouldn't want to... Bu- who, who would be mad at a bookend left tackle? Like I said, switch around. Put Taylor Decker at right tackle. Tackle. He'll figure it out. Boom. Now you have a solid... Solid, solid. You got a young running back, and we just picked up my man from Green Bay. What's oh uh, Williams? Yeah. Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams. I would argue, I would not be mad if we picked up another running back in the fourth. Oh, your boy at Oklahoma State. God, you love that kid. If we, oh yeah. I'm telling you, bro, you could get steals with running backs. What are we gonna do if they get Nico in the third and that guy in the fourth? Oh my God. You would be a <laughs> me and Ben would be sword fighting. Exactly. <laughs> Twenty feet away. That's how excited I would be. Um but the thing is and, and here's the thing. This this brings me to that my point. I don't I do not want us to draft a receiver in the first round. I am a fan I, of this kid though. I, I would rather take a Pro Bowl. Left tackle and Penesu. Apparently, this Schefter kid or uh, what the kid out of Northwestern, he can play. They say all over the line. Would you be upset at that? I, I, I would not. Be Let's upset say at that at all. Le- great scenario. Let's say Kyle Pitts is still on the board at seven. Here come the Cowboys. Here okay. Come, all right. Hey, we'll give you. We'll give you. Uh, what to move up three spots? Hey, take our th- our second rounder this year and a third next year. Does that add up? I don't have the draft calculator. I mean, it sounds about game, right. It sounds Would you good. be happy with that? I'd be happy to move up three spots in this year's draft. A second round this year or the third next year. So we get the tenth spot. Yeah, Cowboys get seventh. Cowboys get seventh. They, they get Kyle, Kyle Pitts. Pitts and we we, pick we up. grab the kid from Northwestern. I'll take it right now. I would love that. I'll take. I it. think that'd be beautiful. I'll take it. Be beautiful. Get that way Nico you don't need him. Collins, Diami Brown, which is uh, I've been talking. Mr. Chris Sims, Mr. Quarterback Guru, yes, unleashed his wide receiver rankings. Did he? On the podcast. Okay. And he had Diami Brown as his third best wide Who receiver. Who is this Diami Brown? Out of Louisville? Nope. Out of UNC. UNC. I've never heard of this kid. Mr. Diami Brown. Is Mr. Nico Collins in his top five? Compared to Odell Beckham. Okay. Six feet. Okay. 6'1", 185. This year, he had eight touchdowns, 1,099 yards, and 55 receptions. In a terrible North Carolina offense. That's pretty good. terrible North Carolina offense, he got 1,000 yards. That's pretty good. Eight touchdowns, 55 receptions. In college, 12 games, that's pretty good. Exactly. 
And in 2019, he he was a thousand yard receiver as well. Back to back with 12 touchdowns. Okay, so he's put up good numbers. Looks like they have no injuries. You're telling me you can get this kid in the second, third? He ran a four four four, by the way. Not bad. Same exact as Odell. Uh, you're telling me you can get this kid in the freaking? Well, why why him over over a Waddle or someone like that? I don't care what what we were saying the other day. Uh, dude from Purdue. Oh, R- uh, Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore. There's so many people. Yeah. In this, uh, Rondell Moore. That kid is such a freaking freak, man. To me, the wide receiver position is uh projecting. It's pretty deep this to year. that of the running back position. Yeah, where you could get dime a lot a, of value. Dime a dozen. Yeah. And later rounds. I could argue, and I'm not just a slappy. I could argue Nico Collins is one of the higher ceilings. You could get him in the third round. Yes, exactly. A six foot four, two hundred twenty five pound receiver hasn't dropped a ball this year. So look. If if we were to draft Jamar Chase, I would probably give it a B minus. Yeah. B minus. B minus. You give me Panesul in the first round, and then we go pick up somebody in the second. Although I would argue we need defense, but whatever. We'll suck this year and we'll recoup for next That's year. The thing though, I, I want something on D I, I, I am so hey. in this. Micah Parsons Guys, camp, if man. you think Jamie Collins' corpse and Trey <laughs> Flowers on AARP medical insurance, he's on Medicare. Yeah, no kidding. If you think these cats, these patriot has-beens, that's what they are. Absolutely. They're literally, Bill Belichick wiped his ass with Trey Flowers and Jamie Collins and dropped them off in the dumbass Bob Quinn's yep. lap. Yep. Because he was done with them and he knew. They were washed. Yep. Like a nice white t-shirt in the summertime. Washed. With Clorox. (laughs) They're done. They're done, guys. Yeah. We will have, I will guarantee you, we will have the top three worst defense next year. Absolutely. And maybe that's the thinking. Maybe that's the way we stay so crappy. Crappy. Build up one side in one draft, build up the other side in the other draft. Hey, we I look, I haven't looked towards next year's draft, but there better be some defensive I'm players. Sh- I'm if sure that's there will the be game plan. I'm sure there will be. I'm sure there will be. Because our D line is god awful. It's Michael Brockers. Oh, Aquara. The other Aquara. <laughs> Julian Aquara. Jury's still out. Jury's still out. And don't even get me started with the linebackers. Jelani Tavai. What linebackers? Jamie Collins. That's The corpse of Jamie Collins. That's why I'm saying I'm so on this Micah Parsons camp, man. Jared Davis is gone. Thank God. The Jets got him. (laughs) And don't even get me started with the the frickin' secondary. What secondary? Okuda? (laughs) Yeah. Who who knows if this guy can play in the NFL. And Rough, uh, rough first year for that kid. Rough first year. My man from the Jasmine Trufant's gone. Desmond Trufant is gone. There's no second guy yet. 
There's no one he was really playing Justin opposite Justin Coleman, of who we pay, we we way, let him go. Oh, oh did we? Okay, well, yeah, we I, cut him. Shame on me. We cut him. We cut Justin Coleman. Another horrible contract. Gave him the highest contract in horrible. slot corner history. Dunk. He had four good games. You remember everyone? Oh. <laughs> Meanwhile, Quandre Diggs was a steal for us, and we gave him up to the Seahawks for Eighth, nothing. Fifth or what? Sixth round pick. And he was blossoming into one of the better, not best, but one of the better strong safeties slash slot corners in the league. A such a solid guy. What did he do? Uh, just goes on to be a key piece to a Seahawks defense that's consistently a playoff team. Nothing major. Nothing major. Gave him up for what? A bag of Cheetos. And this freaking King Kong doll. Action figure, not doll. Yeah. Um, we could go on and on about the sins of this organization. We'd be here for hours. But, uh, that's pretty much it. Is, this, is that all you got for this topic? Yeah, uh, yeah, I would say so. I mean, I, I'm assuming you're on the Jamar Chase. If if you had to, what, is there a scenario in which you'd be okay with this? If they fell out of the top ten? We're not, we're not trading out. Stop, stop. I know. I we're know. not trading We out, never guys. do. We're not trading out. We never do. I'm fine with it. That's why I give it a B minus, but I'm not going to be impressed. Yeah, same. It would be slightly SOL. I will say this. If we pick Kyle Pitts, I'm going to be pissed off. Oh, I'm going to spit at my TV. Because what did I tell you? It's not what he's going to be playing on the line, and he's not going to get any production. What did I tell you? Even if he is all that, even if he is Shannon Sharp 2.0, it's for us. You've been with a blonde for a long time, and she cheated on you. I don't care how bad this this is Pamela Anderson, nineteen ninety two, coming right at you in her Baywatch uni. How you doing? You stay away from her. She's a blonde. You go get this. You go get this brunette right here. I don't care if she's the second. I don't care. I'm done with blondes. Eric Ebron, Hawkinson. I'm done. I'm done. No more tight ends in the first round. No. 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 I'm done. Go get a brunette. I will take Quiddy Pay at seven. Oh, in a heartbeat. Twice. Twice. Easily. Easily. 100%. It'd be a reach, but I'd be happy. I'd yeah. be happy because it's not a... F- I almost cost a freaking tight end. It's a value position. It's a value position. He can develop, and who do we... It's a draft. No one knows a thing. Who are you to say, oh, it's a bad pick? You don't know that he's a bad pick until like three years down the road. So, yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, are we going to move to the uh, most overrated pick? I believe we... so, yes. All right, how about you? Uh, so, give us a little synopsis. Yes, Gabriel. a synopsis, word I can't spell, but I can use properly in a sentence. So, <laughs> so there's been a lot of talk in the league. We're going to stay with the draft, uh, by the way, because NFL is king. There's been a lot of talk in the draft about numerous teams moving up in order to acquire either a quarterback or the, again, second coming of Shannon Sharp and Gronk and whomever, Mr. Kyle Pitts out of Florida. And the teams I've been seeing, uh, so the Niners already uh, uh, gave away two years of their future to move up to number three. I'm hearing the Washington football team wants to move up from 19 into the top 10, possibly with Denver or with uh, or with Atlanta at Ford. It will require Trey Lance. And then I'm hearing the Cowboys want to move up into possibly top five territory, either with Atlanta. I'm also hearing Miami to acquire Kyle Pitts and 49ers, who again auction off two years of their future are so hard on this Mac Jones train. It's not even funny. And the question I really wanted to propose is, 
who do you think these are all stupid moves in my opinion these are all luxury moves for teams that evident really are not good and should be focusing more on building blocks should be focusing more on 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 structural picks and things of that nature and also there many of these are a reach so the question was who is making in my opinion the biggest reach is it the niners for auctioning off two years of their future moving up in the draft to acquire Mac Jones with the number three overall pick? Is it the Washington football team? <laughs> said it right that time. Um, moving up from 19 to possibly number four with Atlanta to acquire uh, Trey Lance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or is it Dallas possibly moving up from 10 into the top five uh, with either my with a Miami or I've seen with a Cleveland or with a, uh, uh, again, I just, I just, I just said them, or in Atlanta to require a tight end in the top five in Mr. Kyle Pitts. And since we're switching things around here, Benny, I think uh, I'm going to get my moderator hat on. I'm going to go, what do you think? <laughs> I, <did it. laughs> I mean, Ben, uh, I can't even do it. I can't. <laughs> That I always say. I'm I'm just looking up stuff. Hold up. No, 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 no. You you would say. I mean, there's a lot of moves. The way the league is adjusting right now, luxury picks are um it's a lot to do, Gabriel. It's a lot. So my question to you is which of these NFL franchises are making the worst move? <laughs> Boom. It's easy. It's San Francisco. Are you kidding me? Kyle Shanahan would be the dumbest man in California <gasps> if he would even think to draft Mac Jones third overall. He, I can't believe it. He's an idiot. He's an idiot. All right. Terrible game impression, but I oh, have the cadence. That was so good. I have the cadence. That was so good. You did the. Are you kidding me? I was. I was waiting for that. <laughs> that was so good. Nice, 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 nice. Rolls off the tongue quite nicely. Nice, nice. So, but okay. Enough jokes. Oh, okay. That was great. So, <laughs> really, which pick would be the worst decision? San Fran. Getting Mac Jones, Dallas, getting Kyle Pitts, or Washington, <sighs> getting Trey Lance. Son of Gabriel. Uh, well, we are waiting. Yes, I, I had to collect myself. Um, So I heard on Colin, and I love this guy most of the time, he made such a horrible argument for Mac Jones at three because he's not athletic, and Kyle Shanahan wants someone who can just run his offense. He doesn't want someone who can improvise and run out of the pocket. He wants someone who can just run his offense. When it came to Jimmy, he just didn't trust him anymore. He's going to be able to trust Mac Jones, the Mac Jones to just run his offense. And I'm just, 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 I, I didn't understand what we were going for. Uh, Mac Jones, unbelievably overrated at this point. Again, we, we, I, we talked about this a nauseum on this draft, on this draft podcast, uh, with Washington, that would require a lot 
to move from borderline torques. You're you're talking more than likely two first round picks. You're talking this year, next year, with probably an additional third or second to require a quarterback who's underdeveloped, who is going to be a starter immediately. He's going to get his feet thrown in the fire. He's not going to have a chance to sit behind anyone or do some Aaron Rodgers type things. Feet to the fire, and hopefully he survives. You're auctioning your future on a hope and a prayer. Let's let's go back to what the Miami San Fran trade was. Right. Literally, San Fran got Miami's third mm-hmm. in exchange for the 12th overall pick this year. A 2022 third-round pick and two first-round picks in 2022 and 2023. So they auctioned off again. So this year's, next year's, and the year after that, and an additional third to get Mac Jones. Yeah. And they were drafting 12, right? Yes. yes. Okay. So okay. that's what it required for a move to 12 yeah. to 3. Yes. Imagine 19, 19 to 4. To 4. You're talking, I believe, take that third and add... Add a at an additional second and maybe even a player. You're this is a mega move we're talking here. Yeah. Again, for a developmental quarterback. And then with Kyle Pitts, they'd only be moving up about five or six spots in the draft. Maybe even four or even three if Kyle falls. I think I think Kyle Pitts will be there at Six for Miami. I think so too. I I think uh, Cincinnati would be idiots. Yeah, if they didn't pick if, up Panesul or or the kid from Northwestern or Shermer, who I believe is who they will go with. I don't know what Atlanta's doing. Me neither. If, I I really don't think they're picking up Kyle Pitts. If I'm Atlanta, I'm getting out at number four. Yeah, that's where I would call up Dallas and get Jerry Jones's feet. Where I'd be like, Jerry, I saw this guy, man. Have you seen him with his shirt off? Jerry. The Trust clock's me. Ticking. Jerry won't <laughs> need Cialis for the whole month of April. Oh my God. He'd FaceTime Kyle Pitts with his shirt off. You ready to be a cowboy? <laughs> You're going to wear 88. Just like CD Lamb. We're going to have two 88s. You know, they, uh, they're having that jersey change now. The Finally. Jer- good. Yeah. yeah. The jersey rule where now wide receivers. <gasps> That's can get- right. Single That's numbers. So hype. That is hype. So hype. Same thing with running. It's all skill Ru- positions. Running backs can have teens now and single numbers. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I think that's really cool. That's anyway. so cool. I love that. I, I always love that about college fo- uh, college football that you could see a wide receiver who had the number, th- like Odell had three. It was so sick. Percy Harvin is the first one I remember where he had number one. Uh, he was a wide Braylon out. Braylon Edwards. Board. Braylon Edwards oh, was the first oh, one of I ever. Course. Sorry, Braylon. Oh, sorry, Braylon. Uh, shame Braylon. Braylon. Being Support. only 30 minutes from Ann Arbor. How dare you? The hollowed ground. Scumbag. Uh, so, yeah, they'd be moving up probably only four, uh, four picks. I would assume that would probably have them give up a second rounder, maybe a third, fifth kind of thing. It wouldn't really cost too much. Yeah. But you're still, at the end of the day, taking a tight end in the top 10 when, let's be realistic here, you need defense more than anything. You need to build this offensive oh, line back up. Your quarterback just snapped his freaking ankle and turned it all the way away. He was facing the other way. He was going north. The foot was facing south. And you're not going to get any protection for him. We're going to get another toy for him to play with when he already has a top 
three wide receiver core in the league in Cooper, Lamb, and uh, who's your boy? Uh, Mari Cooper. Oh, and Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup. A great Michael Gallup. A great Michael Gallup. So that's that. And so all three to me, again, I don't believe are good moves. But when you look at Washington and you see what San Fran gave up, and sure, maybe we're all dumb. Maybe Mac Jones is someone who can perfectly run your perfect offense, Mr. Shanahan, the offense that, you know, choked away the Super Bowl. Maybe this guy will finally be the one to not choke it away. He won it in college. Choked Maybe it he can away w- twice. <laughs> Atlanta and San Fran. That's right. So maybe this is finally the guy there, Kyle. But when you look at Washington, Trey Lance is, I mean, this is not even a D1 school he's playing at. It's D2. He's at a D2 school, has no developed skills, and you're going to throw him feet into the fire and just hope and a prayer, and you're going to auction off probably two to three, two minimum, three years of your future for a possibility, for a freaking maybe. No, no, I, I would, that, that would be absolutely, Dan Snyder should, I mean, already should have been out of there, but if this really happens, oh my God, we need to get torches and pitchforks and stand outside his office. Here's the funny thing about uh, Trey Lance. He's getting overhyped, just like Mac Jones. You mm-hmm. want to know why? North Dakota State is the Alabama of D2. Uh, oh, yeah. Great point. Great point. They I think they've, they've won elite, like five in a row or something like they that. They have yeah. elite talent. They win all their games. They've won I don't know how many national championships D2 in yeah. a row. Just like Alabama. Yeah. That's a great point. They have elite talent. He has elite talent all around him. So he looks great, just like Mac Jones. It's a phenomenal great. point. It's a phenomenal point. So... Yes, I think Gabe and I do have some credence when we say I think they're both overrated. Absolutely. So both picks would be astronomically terrible. Yeah. I would argue they compare to that of the Mitch Trubisky pick. 100%. And the Bears only moved up one spot for Mitch. One or two. One or two two spots. Yeah. This... They're moving up how many spots? The 49ers gave moved from 12 to 3. And here's and the Washington football team would move up freaking 13 spots. What yeah. is it? Yeah. Oh uh, no. 14. 14 spots. No, 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 no. 15. Yeah, 15, 15 spots. 15 spots. 15, spots. 15 19 spots. 19 to 4. You come you come here for sports, not math. Yeah, exactly. 15 spots. 15 spots for a D2 D2 player. Mind you, the same school that Mr. Carson Wentz went to, and yes, he did have an unbelievably 2017 season. But that's it. But guess what? Would you want Carson Wentz starting for your team right no, now? No, RG3 had a great rookie year. Like, come on. Exactly. There's one-hit wonders all over the place, baby. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? Nobody talks about these other quarterbacks in this draft that could be freaking gems and steal. Like, do people know you can get quality starting, very good Hall of Fame quarterbacks in rounds that aren't round one? Well, Gabe, it's very difficult. I'm aware. For every Drew Brees and every Tom Brady. Well, screw Tom Brady. Take that out. Right. He doesn't. He's, He's He's a special case. For every Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. In the third round. There's a hundred. Yeah. 
there's there's a hundred like Geno Smiths. Exactly. Right. But like a Kyle Trask who put up ridiculous numbers at Florida. A set, I would not want Kyle Trask. I mean that knee. That's true. Me? That's true. A set, he uh, looks who, like an old Eli. Who's in the, the kid out of A and M? Ah, now we're talking. Who's the kid out of AM? Chris Sims had Kellen Mond. He, whoa, baby. As his fourth best quarterback. Whoa. I like what I see there. Now, he throws like a statue. Yeah. I've never seen a quarterback look like an action figure with his throwing motion. It's literally, his back is completely straight. And he literally has the arms up. Yeah. If he gets more fluid with his motion, which he, 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 he which is easy to fix, you can fix yeah. a throwing motion. Um, he actually had unbelievable accuracy at Texas. Absolutely. A&M, and actually had a great season. Uh, the thing is, I was trying to look at his pro day, couldn't find it on YouTube. Really? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna call racism on that. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I think throwing motion is the most over-criticized thing in NFL history. We've seen so many quarterbacks with, hor- with horrible... The first thing come to mind, we've seen so many quarterbacks with horrible releases and just what is that throw is that can just put it on a dot. Yeah, I don't really care too much about that. But yeah. I can tell you this right now. It's more about release time. You can develop that kid into something better than a Trey Lance or a Mac Jones. I'm a hu- I've been talking yeah. about it forever. What's wrong with getting a Sam Ellinger in the second round? A kid with a big arm who's 6'3", mobile, tough, played at Texas. Like, what's yeah. wrong with that? No. I, I really don't get that. That's because not everybody could be Zach Wilson. That's true. <laughs> Dude, stop it. Stop okay, it. We, okay, can't, okay. we can't get hot and heavy in front of these people. Oh, yeah, my bro. God. He's going to have me be a Jets fan. Can you wait? Can quarterback? Oh, he's going to wear number one. In a new, oh, I got to get me a Oh, they all suck. I'll get the black one. I'll get the black one. Zach Wilson gives me a vein the size of this coffee mug. <laughs> so so what? Okay. So, so you're saying so, it's, what, what is so it? you're saying it's Washington along with me, or are you saying it's San Fran with Mac Jones? Because it seems like you're you'd be okay. Here's with the da- thing: you're saying you'd be okay with Dallas. I'm gonna say San Fran because they're in more of a win now. That is true. They have a good roster. Washington has a very young roster. It's their defense that is very good. dominant. They have some pieces to add on offense. That O-line is not great. No. Um, Antonio Gibson did have a nice rookie year. Terry McLaurin is a stud. Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas. Yeah. They, there are good pieces. I, I get it. And, you know, some would argue you could win now with Washington. Okay. In the NFC but East, yeah, maybe. San Fran, you guys were in the Super Bowl couple of years ago and they and they got nick bosa coming back they're in the toughest division in football yeah you got who's coming at you now matt stafford russell wilson and kyler murray and you're gonna come at them with mac jones (laughs) (laughs) what the what the with aaron donald oh my this guy aaron this guy can't run Aaron, this guy, did you hear about that? Aaron, this guy stole your bottle. It pisses me off how out of shape he looks. It's embarrassing. It really is. It's embarrassing. It really is. And a lot of, oh, it doesn't matter. Big Ben. Shut up. Eli, Tom Brady. Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer. Stop it. Stop it. Eli Manning comes from, that's in his blood. Ben Roethlisberger is 300 pounds of ground beef who learned how to throw a football. So if you Tom want, Brady's a goat. If you want to tell me he has 
Hall of Fame. Right. QB knowledge. His rookie year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fine. You could be fat. Fine. Have as many cheeseburgers as if you right. want. If you mean to tell if, me this guy comes you, out there and does Peyton it, fine. Right. Manning, yeah, level action. Right. If you're, you're Dan Marino, year. if you're Dan Marino and you're just scanning the field and dropping dots, I don't care. I don't care. Go ahead, figure it yeah, out. Dan Marino was more in shape than that. Dan Marino was in shape. He couldn't exactly. run, but he had pocket maneuverability. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what people when I think yeah, he doesn't have pocket awareness. He doesn't so, have pocket mobility. He can't feel a rush. And, that's why Brady and, Dave, and Manning and people like that could survive in the league. They had pocket awareness. Here comes a guy instinctually. Let's step up in the pocket. Let's fade back, fade right. This is what makes a uh, good quarterback. Well, that's exactly why. Freaking dodos. The worst pick would be San Fran, and it's not close. You make a good point. You because make- at least with Trey Lance. You give me some athleticism. He has some size. He looks he's, like he's a, a big, safety. He's a big boy. He looks like a linebacker. You're right. And I know he runs a decent 40. I don't know what it is in front of me. I don't Poor know Justin Fields. He had to have two pro days to be like, I'm, you yeah, know, I'm in this a, draft. And another thing. Why? <laughs> What's with the Why Justin are we Fields not picking hate? Up Justin You're Fields. making me feel bad for a Buckeye, and yeah. it's pissing me off. I'll tell you this right now: we pick up Justin Fields at seven. I'm gonna kill myself. I will kill myself. Really? Yes, really. Oh, that could have been the topic. No, I would not be that pissed. off. I would be super pissed off if Fields falls to seven. No, go ahead, Brad Holmes, and give them a call. We got to get Put somebody. To, I'm, I'm not even going to say trade back because we're not going to do that. I'd just be pissed. Okay. All right. I'd just be pissed. All right. Let's move on. Paul Pierce. I know. I know. There was weeks ago. That's all right. Because at Wood Sports, we have nuanced stakes. Unlike the garbage ESPN, FS1, Shannon bitching to skip. 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 Go. Go, James. I think we have a different take different angle than most people so as you all know ESPN fired Paul Pierce after the Boston Celtics legend posted a racy Instagram live video over the weekend well two weekends ago I believe the video featured Pierce in a room with exotic dancers oh no a millionaire in a room with exotic dancers and then that Monday ESPN ended the working relationship with Pierce um, ESPN declined to comment on Pierce leaving the network. Representatives for Pierce also did not immediately respond for request or comment. Um, the news of Pierce's firing was first reported by Front Office Sports. Never heard that uh, news source, but thank you, Front Office. Thank you. Pierce was an analyst for the network on multiple NBA shows. That included The Jump, NBA Countdown, and others. Pierce, who went by the nickname The Truth, won an NBA championship with the Celtics in 08. Um, the racy nature of the live stream was likely a breaking point for ESPN, a company owned by Disney. (laughs) That was actually so good. Oh, I can do a Mickey Mouse. I can do a really good Mickey Mouse. All right, do it right now. Oh, my God. Ben, Paul Pierce, what are you doing? Uh You're making me angry. I don't like it when I'm angry. Paul, you're done. The only thing Disney allows is hating Jews. Oh, God, are they? Just, that you could get away with. If, if he had, uh, yeah, if Myers Leonard but had been. smoking a little ganja. Uh, if Myers Leonard had been a part of ESPN, he would have gotten a slap me? on the wrist. Myers Probably would have gotten a promotion. 
Myers Leonard is going to have a guaranteed analyst. Oh, job. 100%. It's going to be like that scene in Ted when he's like, that took balls. I'm promoting you. Walt <laughs> Disney's grandson is going to personally write him a handwritten. Thank you, letter. Thank you. Unbelievable. We've been what saying that. We've been talking about this for years. <laughs> Screw Myers Leonard. Gabe's favorite player of the NBA. I have his jersey. <laughs> also, Pierce and others in the video do not appear to be wearing masks. Oh, or no. Or following COVID protocols. Anyways, okay, blah, blah, blah. You guys know the story. Pierce was fired for smoking a little ganja on IG Live. And partying with strippers. Uh, he did respond a couple of days later saying, big plans right. coming. It's all good. So our question, do you think Paul Pierce should have gotten fired by ESPN? And what do you think the defining reason was? Was it the weed or the booty? <laughs> story of my life. Also, do you think he did it on purpose to get fired? And where should Pierce go for his next job? That's a good one. Uh, Gabriel, what? So Disney, I don't know if you knew this, fined uh, Stephen A. Smith and made him publicly apologize because when he was on Snoop's GGN show, Snoop asked general questions nearly, yeah, yeah. and he goes, ass or titties? And he goes, ass, always ass. ESPN people, people know I'm a bottom feeder. They find him. They the the freaking huh? the mouse freaking find him and made him apologize. That is what we're dealing. I could with argue here. Stephen A. should leave that, ESPN. Yeah, and if, I bet if you he, was, he would make more money if he wasn't getting ten million dollars a year. I'm sure he would say bye bye. But you mean to tell me he gets to wake up and bar and just Obviously, go to work for three he hours? Has a and nice go home? gig. Oh, yes. he's, oh yeah, and he's he, got the platform. He ain't going nowhere. But I'm they saying, need to get him and Skip back together and stop playing with that's this never crap. Happening. I know it won't. It's not happening. Skip is making too much money with FS1. Are you kidding me? He's never leaving that place. And he's freaking 100. Um, so, okay. Let's back to the question. And then you get... So, no. I don't think he did it on purpose. I think NBA weed is super strong. We don't even know. And he wanted to hop on IG Live. You really think? Yeah. I think he, I think he was he was partying I... with his homies, playing poker. The girls were there. Look at my life, people. I'm Paul Pierce. Remember me? Remember me, Boston? Hey, I smoke weed too, kids. Come on. I don't think he wanted to get fired. I don't think he wanted to get fired, but, but I certainly I think that's what it was. I think he didn't care. I think he was just having fun. That's different. How many times have you just been having fun? You hop on the snap when you're feeling a little, you know, feeling a little good. A bunch of times. Oh, yeah. All yeah. of us do. Yeah. He, you know, he's human. He's just like I'm, all I'm of us. I'm the king of going on live when I'm drunk. Absolutely. I to have one viewer. Once I, right. Once I get a haircut, you know what I, yeah. I'm out there acting a fool. Um, I think he just had some fun with that. But oh no, a millionaire smoking weed and hanging out with strip... This is outside the office. Who cares what he's freaking doing? Did this offend anybody? Are there children watching these shows? Watching? Oh, my God. Gather around, kids. The jump is coming on. I love Paul Pierce, Mommy. I know. We love him, too. Like, what are we doing here? He's a grown man. Let him do what he wants to do. Odell Beckham Jr. was in a hotel room with a hooker and pizza and some blow. He's still, he's still making catches. No one find him. Like, what's going on here? I'm like, no, he shouldn't have gotten fired. He's doing what the hell he's supposed He's off. He's not even in the office. And now if he was smoking weed and playing with strippers live on the jump, oh, you, you got to get that out of there, man. What are you doing? We're on, we're on national TV. But he okay. had. If he was just at a strip club. Would this, be, would this be a problem? No weed. N I don't would think he have gotten a, fired? I don't think so. 
couple, couple of snaps at a strip club. Would that really be an issue? No. Would that really be an issue? Do you think it would have gotten Gabe, fired? You could do a line, a fat rail right now. I wouldn't give a damn. Do you? I'm think, the wrong person. Absolutely. To ask would this be an issue? Do, do Do you think if he was with there with another celebrity, do you think it would have gotten the same? So if it was him and someone else hanging, if it was him and like um, Nelly chilling, okay. if this was him That's and fun. Shaq, you think anything would happen if he was hanging with Shaq? I would guarantee you TNT would keep Shaq. What? What? Shaq could call Kenny a cracker. Or no, not Kenny. Uh, 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 Ernie. Ernie. He could call Ken Ernie a cracker to his face. And the CNT would just go, I mean, like, did Shaq think you were acting kind of like a cracker? <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> we don't, we really don't want to lose Shaq. I mean, he he's really came a long way and he, he keeps chucking his place. No, no, I they, they yeah. overreact. Paul doesn't have as much uh, have as much pull as Shaq. I'm aware, and, and that's why, that and that's show. why. But if we're, but no, he never should have gotten fired. This is absolutely ridiculous. I wouldn't hate to see him on all the smoke with uh with uh Stephen Jackson. You and like Matt that? Barnes. Pat? I, I love it. I okay. love it. I love it. Matt Barnes knows his stuff for for a slightly average-ish player. He really knows. He really knows. Did his the stuff. conversations get a little slow though? Well, that's well, that's well, well. I I, I also uh, take part in the activities in which they take part in while they are on the what podcast. What is that? So, so when it slows down, I slow down along with I the material. It. So it's perfect speed for me. But yeah, ESPN and the mouse. Well, you knew this was gonna happen ever since Mickey took over, and it's just it's absolutely ridiculous. Right. He's a, he's a millionaire. He's a grown man. He's having fun doing what he's he's not doing. Any, there was no nudity, there was no cursing, there was nothing. It was just him having a good time, right. and and we can't do that, apparently. All right, you took the lazy route. That's okay. What, what, the, the classic take. Okay. Oh, oh I'm uh, sorry. What, what, what would everybody and the... their mother said, uh, yeah, you should have got fired. Okay, so. Let's, oh, go, a little, let's go a little deeper. I'm oh, going to okay. play a little psychologist. Okay. Okay, we're going to psychoanalyze since I am a Scorpio. <laughs> oh, someone's reading through their horoscope. So. Paul Pierce, if you remember uh, him and Dwayne Wade got in that little spat where everybody clowned him. Because he said he, he said had a better he was, career. It's, he said he had a better career than Dwayne Wade. Which is. And everybody clowned him. Well, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, on social media, let's, let's, I would argue Paul Pierce, before this incident, mm -hmm. um, was the butt of a lot of jokes. Mm -hmm. Can I say that? I think he was getting made fun of. I think people thought he was soft. And I think that got to him. Oh. Mind you, this man, I believe, is from Compton. Uh, sure. I know he's from L.A. Okay. I don't believe he's from a nice part of L.A. Okay. <laughs> I think he has a little gangster in him. Okay. That people don't know. That explains the back That's way. been hidden. And Hidden gangster. Excuse my French. I'll edit this out. Touchdown. There is times where you just have to say to yourself, a man, I just don't give a fuck. Fuck it. And I think he was at a tipping point with him being the butt of so many jokes, the wheelchair cramps in the finals oh, of the playoffs. Oh, really, where he really just had to crap? Yeah. <laughs> All that stuff. And I, I think he said, screw it. We're just going to act a fool. Roll the blunt. Hired some strippers. Apparently, it was a poker game. It looked, yeah, there was poker chips and all. all By that. the way, look, one of the most fun-looking poker games I've ever seen. Strip poker. Hey, um, yeah. 
Um, so I think he was tired of the social media pressures put on him. And he needed to let people know that he's a real one. I'm still the truth. He's still the truth. You know, and I think he was a little bit tired of being, you know, the corporate, the golden corporate handcuffs. You're getting paid well. <laughs> you have a great job, but you can't do this or that. You're going to tell a man who didn't come from means, probably hung out around mm-hmm. with some, you know, gang members when he grew up mm-hmm. in L.A. Uh, you're going to tell him what to do as a grown man? No. I right. think he was done with it. And... While he didn't want to be fired, I don't think he minded getting mm. fired. That's my point. Okay. Now, a lot of people saying, oh, he should go to FS1. Hell no. No. Too many rules, too many restrictions. FS1, even worse than ESPN. Dave Poitnoy, El Prez, tweeted at Paul Pierce a couple of days after he got fired with a phone emoji, meaning give me a call. Right. I think he could have some fun on Barstool. I agree. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, there are some media personalities in Boston um, on the Barstool Sports Network. Kirk Minahan, you guys probably don't know. He's, I think, one of the most talented people at Barstool, and he lives in Boston. I think him and Pierce could team up and have a great show. Uh, but he does have some deep Boston roots but there, I, Mr. I, Paul Pierce. I think, I think uh, Paul Pierce, I don't think he could man a single show, a solo show. To me, you have to be incredibly Let's be realistic. Let's be realistic. He's not really that good of an analyst. He's, he's not. He, he's made a lot I, of horrible points. I think he should have more of a podcast like Gilbert Arenas. Yeah. Without the completely cracker white salt team, yeah, mayonnaise co-host, yeah, crap. Where the hell did Gilbert meet that guy? Right, I don't know why. They're a tandem. Jesus, I his you know his what podcast could be so much because Gilbert has an unbelievable basketball mind. Oh yeah, and he's interesting. He's in- nuts, and that's why he's so entertaining. But that's why he doesn't want any of the shine to be off of him, so he has to get this generic, you know. Numbnut. But he's it's not like a cool white guy. If, no. even if it was kind of like a lame white guy, no. I could live with it. He's literally the most boring cookie cutter. Potato salad, white potato guy salad you have ever seen. Cranberries, like bad. He he doesn't even know. You know what it is? He doesn't even know basketball. No, that's he, what pisses me he off. He low key fanboys over the fact that he's like there with Gilbert every time. It, it's terrible. It's I don't even terrible. know the guy's name. I'm not gonna even give him the. No, even I'm if we did, even, the yeah, if we did, you don't deserve to be there with Agent he Zero. He doesn't. He doesn't. He got lucky. Whatever. Entourage. Whatever. Right. Um, <laughs> Know that, a guy who knows a guy. Exactly. That's how it works and, in this freaking uh, business. I think, I think Paul Pierce could do something like that. Yeah, maybe and something like that. I think that. he would actually be more well-loved and well-appreciated than his time at ESPN. Because a lot of the time, let's be honest, like you said, bro, he wasn't that good at his job. No! He made a lot of idiotic, yeah. just like, what the hell comments. Especially that, I mean, like, and what you said, like, he was getting clowned. Kind of rightfully so! 
I mean, uh, like for his analyst opinions, yes. Yeah, like like don't give a crap I, about his NBA. Like, oh, you got crossed up this and that. Like, you could uh, there's. I, I I think people you play in the league for as long as you I do. Something's for, bound to happen. Here's the thing: I think people forget how great Paul Pierce was. They do. Um, they, they really do. How he literally he carried Boston before that big three. That I mean that was his franchise before before KG and uh, Rondo and them and Ray Allen got there. I mean, he averaged 20-plus points for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight years, nine years which in a I'm, row. Which I'm assuming those were all all-star years, or at least seven out of those nine years, probably all-star years. Yeah, he has 10 all-stars. Come on. that's Come That on. garners respect. Yeah, that garners respect. The guy is a Hall of Famer. Let, don't don't get it twisted. You know, you can't, you can't deny the truth. Uh, but... So yeah. I think a lot of people forget that. Yeah, but that Dwayne um, Wade comment was so just really. <laughs> well, yeah, he got a little, really <laughs> ego went to his head. But anyways, I wish Paul Pierce the best. Um, and I will say this: I don't think ESPN is the dream job anymore. It's for, not the, for those like it. of you uh, young sports broadcasters trying to get into the, the industry. Biz. Yeah, you know what though? We didn't think about this. We do have an opening here on One Up Dose Sports. Paul Pierce, I think, would fit phenomenally in with us. I don't think he would, to be honest with no, you. No, it would be terrible, actually. Yeah, it would be terrible. Never mind. Paul, we don't want you. <laughs> if, 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 if Paul offers his home to us and we just pod from his mansion, okay. Oh, I'm in LA? Okay. Oh, come on. Okay. Oh, come on. We're living in like that white guy who got killed by OJ. We just live in his pool house. We just live in his pool house. I'll take it. I'll take it. If Paul brings the strippers that got him fired. (laughs) And the weed. Right, and the weed. We Oh, he can be on. He can be every day. Every day. New co-host. All right, last topic. Oh, baby boy. It's the fight of the century. Saturday night, sweet science for all the marbles. Jake. Mother Paul <laughs> against Ben Askren. For the millions in attendance. No, for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be very average. <laughs> in this corner, YouTube sensation weighing at a 200 pounds of punching power. Jake, the I did not touch her Paul. In this corner, 350 pounds of right, luncheon right. meat. Ben, I got knocked out in five seconds. Ask that's a, that's a great 1935. Thank you so much. We need to get Howard Cosell on this. <laughs> Jake is being beat up. He is being tortured. I believe he may have internal bleeding. He keeps on fighting. All right, YouTube star Jake Paul is set to face former MMA star, I guess you could say, Ben uh, Askren. This, this, Saturday, this April part- 17th. Participant. This Saturday. In an eight-round cruiserweight bout. Oh, my goodness gracious. The event is slated to start at 9 p.m. Eastern at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in Atlanta, Georgia. Ring walks for the main event are expected around 11 p.m., depending on the length of the fights leading up to the match. 
This will mark Paul's third professional boxing match since gaining notoriety in social media circles. First on the video app Vine, then rising through the ranks of YouTube. He started his boxing career off 2-0 with two KOs. His first fight was against fellow YouTuber. <laughs> Ali Essen Gip. Did you ever watch that? I didn't even know this guy okay. fought until he beat up Nate Robinson. This guy literally walked. <laughs> his stance was like a crab. Watch the fight. And it's, it, it's a joke. And it's a it's sanctioned a fight. And it's a sanctioned fight between yep. two YouTubers. Yeah. And then his second win was against an NBA player. And, of course, his second win against Nate Robinson. Though Askren is an experienced MMA fighter with a 19-2-1 record, this will be the first professional boxing match in the books, and we all know Ben Askren can't box if you've seen the sparring session. Not very well, And no. him hitting the pads. Yeah, not good. Anyways, the money line. Paul is the favorite. I didn't know if you guys knew that. He is the favorite. A fairly substantial, I mean, very. A, a substantial not, favorite. Not, not like a close plus. Minus 167. Minus 167. Almost double. That is actually a clear favorite, I would yeah, argue. Yeah, I would argue. Um, To go the distance, the odds in Vegas for all of those who uh, partake in DraftKings, FanDuel, and such, they're saying it will not go the distance, the eight rounds. Pretty then. Heavily. Heavy Minus favorite. 225 that it will not Someone's go the Someone's going distance. to sleep. And the winning method, the most popular or the favorite winning method is Jake Paul by KO, TKO, or DQ at minus 110. But you could get plus 700 on Jake Paul winning by points. That's a sneaky That's good bet. Nice. That's a sneaky good bet. I may bet. actually I may, I may, put that on. Ben, Ben, I'm not joking. <laughs> That's a damn. It's only eight rounds, bro. I'm I'm actually debating about putting a hundred dollars on that. I might, and you can get a tie for plus fourteen hundred. Would you? Would you? Do you think the way boxing is, I wouldn't be surprised. Exactly. I mean, because this is it's it's an exhibition. You wouldn't want to put twenty bucks on plus fourteen. Screw it. Yeah, I might put some on a tie and Jake Paul by the points. I'm I'm I'm, I'm leaning heavily towards points. Ben Askren by KO, you're getting plus four hundred. I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening either. And then Ben Askren by points after eight rounds, plus three hundred. No. Um, like we said this Saturday, nine p.m. Eastern. I don't think that's when that fight. I think that's when the, that's uh, when the main event cards. starts. Yeah, yeah okay. the main cards at six. They're projected to fight. Uh, I would say probably like two, three hours after that. So okay, probably 11, probably like eleven, twelve. Yeah, eleven. Midnight. Yeah. Okay. So, my question for Gabriel. Is, oh my gosh. Will you be watching this fight, Gabriel? <laughs> uh spending your time on Saturday night watching this, and who truly wins? And my most interesting question, mm -hmm. can Jake Paul ever become a legitimate fighter? So everyone goes crazy when they see the pads and the mitts. Everyone can look good on pads and mitts. He's sparring. It's like, look at his timing and blah, blah, blah. I've heard these kids throw people money so they can post it on YouTube and they can get knocked out. I don't believe nothing no more. It's when the lights shine. Can you perform? If Jake Paul wants to be known as a legit boxer, 
Why is he not fighting other legit boxers? He fought a YouTuber who apparently came at him with uh, <laughs> mediocre skills at best. Bro, he was less in shape than you are. Okay, so. Literally okay. a pedestrian. Uh, Nate Robinson, who phenomenal athlete, but we clearly saw can't fight, which is okay. Yeah. Just can't fight. And now a wrestler whose claim to fame is getting knocked out with one of the greatest flying knees of all time. It's all just money grabs to me, but I really think he's going to walk into someone who he's not going to be able to hurt, and he's just going to win just based on offensive output. So I really would. Guys, if you want to make some money on this, throw a 50-piece on Jake Paul plus 700 to take the points. I wouldn't be mad at that whatsoever. Yeah, I would say. I, I don't think a knockout's happening. Here. No, I don't think a knockout is happening here. So if you're telling me I can put down a Benjamin. Right. A cool Benny on 700? And walk away with 700? Come on. I'm doing that. Right. I think I am. I'll throw a 50 ball on it, walk away with 350 bucks. How you doing? And then, yeah, I, I just don't see a knockout happening in this one, guys. I don't think Jake can hurt him. Ben, and, Askren, and ben Askren is not Nate Robinson. No, no. I understand he's not a professional boxer, but he's been in the fighting game for a long time. Long time. And guess what? He, before the Masvidal thing, he was never knocked out. Not once. Not once. Mm -hmm. So the problem is I don't think Ben Askren cares whether he wins this or not. Yeah, he has some pride on the line. Right. He doesn't want to get knocked out, but I don't think he cares if he wins by right. decision. So I think he just wants to make fun of Jake, I, I, to be honest with you. You think he's just going to be in there just it, trolling To him? me, it's a whole troll job. I think this so. This whole match, everything leading up to it, yeah. tells me troll this job. is a joke. Yeah, it looks like it. Smells like it. If, if you've been watching some of Ben Askren's videos and stuff, he's not taking this seriously. They're pathetic. They're pathetic. I mean, really, for someone who's been in MMA for this long, your hands are that bad? Really? Yeah, he has bad hands. I mean, they're not like, like, like they're like bad, bad. Like, so I don't understand it. If I was your bookie, I would tell you to put your heavy money on Paul, uh, go on the distance for points. Put a little money on a tie. Yeah, screw it. At plus fourteen hundred, uh, a little bit on Ben Askren by points. No TK. Yeah. It no was KOs. At, what is that, at plus 300? Yeah, you're getting Ben Askren by yeah, points. Yeah, what the hell? Plus 300. What the hell? Put 100 piece on that, walk away with 300 bucks, why not? So that's what I would do. Well, here's my, uh, here's my question with you, Gabriel. Jake Paul needs to face a real fight. Somebody. For him to be considered. Somebody. I saw Ryan Garcia <laughs> and him go at it. Um... On YouTube. There was a YouTube video. Oh, they sparred? I, I don't know if you guys know this. Ryan Garcia is becoming a little YouTuber now. Yeah, I actually follow him. on. I'm subscribed to his page. He's trying to get his little brand on social media now. He's a young kid, whatever. Ryan is like 22 so, years old, 21. What would happen <laughs> between Ryan Garcia and Jake Paul? If they really fought? If they really fought. First round knockout. Ryan Garcia. Oh, it'd be a, it'd oh, be a knockout. Ryan Garcia would abuse him. Absolutely, Ryan Garcia has got one of the quickest and most powerful left hooks you've ever seen. You've ever, it just what what it's gonna it would be a first round as soon as Jake throws because I don't know you don't watch boxing like that. Have you seen Garcia? I, it's unreal. I know it's the flash. He's yes. got the fastest hands like you'll ever see, and he's a counter puncher. So as soon as you come in, leave yourself open. He's what what you're done. So as soon as Jake gets overzealous and over aggressive, which 
he's very prone to do. It's just going to be a... Nate Robinson going to call him and be like, you're stealing my pose. What the hell? It would not... His brother's going to fight Floyd. That's... It would be worse than that. Is that really that. happening? I think so. I hope not, but I think so. I think the money oh is there. God. It's just money grabs at this point. But if he and really fought Ryan Garcia, it'd be a first round here's, and blowout. And here's my thing. If he was a real, if he was taking this seriously about being a boxer, being a yeah. professional fighter, they would set this match up. No. They would say, we're going to get you a real guy. Yeah. Ryan Garcia. If Jake Paul no, was serious. No, no. Ryan Garcia is 21 and 0. <laughs> He's a champion. <laughs> but he would do it. He oh, hates he, each, they hate each other. Oh, they he would, would to embarrass him. Ryan Garcia would, yeah. If the like, money yeah. was there, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, at this so, point, but my thing is, Jake Paul. I want Jake isn't Paul, serious about. This I want stuff. Jake Paul this to is, fight some dude who's coming out of the slums of Philly, some dude in a windy city boxing gym he, named Darrell Martavius Owens the second. Yeah, somebody hungry. Yeah, someone hungry who's like two and zero, oh, but he's just a killer. You ever I want him to Rocky three. Exactly. I want him to fight the dudes in Apollo's gym. They was handpicked. <laughs> this guy's gonna kill your rock. You talking setups? <laughs> nah, nah. They were good fighters. They had good records, but they're not killers like this guy. This guy'll kill you, Rock. This guy'll kill you, Rock. Hey, Adrian. I don't know if I can do it anymore. First, it was you, you know, I had the boxer. It was you. I had the kids. I'm afraid. Okay. I'm afraid. <laughs> I will tell you this. I'm scared. If it wasn't for me watching Rocky at ten years old. I probably would not be in sports. It's up there. Do you know what's so funny about Rocky is when you watch that? And you know that one best boxing. picture in 1976. Yeah, yeah it's, it's actually a very crazy story how he would not sell it unless he would star in it because he wrote it. And he, it was just, it was insane. Sylvester it's Stallone actually a great movie, the original one. Yeah, it's spectacular. Take the funny, you know, take Sylvester Stallone out of it. Like, it's actually a great movie. Paulie's like abusive. Yeah. Like, like, there's a lot working there. It's an, it's actually a very good film that I then would, it's, transitioned. It's cinema masterpiece, I would argue. But whatever. Oscar winner. Just Oscar saying. Winner. I'll say in the fights in that, it'll be better than this one. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just, I'd rather watch Rocky Apollo Creed 1 than watch this fight. The only thing that's going to make this entertaining is the fact I'm going to be screaming at Jake Paul to win on points. Yeah. So that's all we got for this episode. Another great done. episode of the What Up Doe Sports and Entertainment Podcast. Merchandise is on the way, <gasps> people. Huge announcements coming. We're going to keep it going. We got merch coming. We got more YouTube videos, Spotify sounds. We got more opinions than a-holes. You know how that goes. Rest in peace, Mr. DMX. Subscribe, like, follow us on all social media platforms. It's the What Up Doe Sports and Entertainment Podcast coming at you with an episode every single freaking week. Benny J, outro music.